Hello. No. Hello. Howdy. No. Hello. Mahalo. <laughs> hello. No. Hello. Let's do that again. Ready? Hey, this is a podcast by adults who use adult language. And occasionally drink adult beverages. While using adult language. Welcome to In All Caps Radio Hour with your host, Mookie, and the little one. One for the bar tab, two for the shine. Let's go to your car, do another line. Barely trust them, they're all puppets. Love is nothing, scared of success. One for the bass, two for the drums. Last call, gonna take whatever comes. Barely trust them, they're all puppets. You know the words. Sing loud, help me out. It goes one for the bar tab. George Hotel, San Francisco. TLO. Good day, sir. Um, that was Atmosphere we just listened to live at Outside Lands, mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco, August 30th, 2009. That was from Sunday. That was the second show we saw on Sunday. Yes, it was the second show. At uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Who did we see before that, though? Well, before that on that day was Cage the Elephant. Great show. We yeah. w- So, I wanted to... We know of them. I, let me rephrase, because you know of them from a different... Maybe from multiple ways. Hi, let me start over. So, I know of them because they were touring with Manchester Orchestra, who I have a, a man crush on, Andy Hall, as some of you know. Um... But you had been hearing them on the radio for some time, is that correct? Well, yeah, and obviously, as a fan of Manchester Orchestra, I get the whole Cage the Elephant thing, obviously. But, yeah, I, um, I've i been driving in a vehicle where I can't listen to my iPod, so I've been listening to a lot of radio in the last month or two. And, yeah, Cage the Elephant is all over the radio. Yeah. Which is why I really felt like we had to get to the uh, park that Cage the Elephant was opening on the Twin Peaks stage, they're one of the biggest bands to start the day. You know, the day starts at 12, but they went on at 12.45, and there's multiple stages, but they were one of the biggest bands to start the day. Young so kids. Like we to get there. Those were young kids, I think, right? Kind of. They looked pretty young to me. I mean, what's a kid to you? They're 20-something Kentucky they boys. They're only old enough to drink. Yeah, they're old enough to drink. Barely. Hey, if they're less than 21, then they really surprised me because the lead singer, I mean, we recorded on site a, a few commentary points about Cage Elephant, but um, I would be shocked if I found out that they were younger, you know, than 24, 23. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes tough to tell when somebody's on stage, uh, but they, they definitely did seem a bit young to me. So yeah, they're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, they have two songs on the radio right now. Yeah, one is a really good song that I thought for the longest time was like Jet or The Kinks or something like that. That Ain't No Rest for the Wicked? Yeah. I even a long, long, long time ago wrote a blog about how um, what my brain did in my dreams and then heard Ain't No Rest for the Wicked and I did my the lyrics from that song and then I did the things my brain was telling me and then the, my dream. I did that a long time ago on my personal blog. Really? And you never, like, got that connection? I guess or? I didn't back then, no. It's crazy Isn't it? Well, what are you going to do? Um, I wonder, did Cage the Elephant meet, um, uh, how, uh, what's the connection with Manchester Orchestra? I mean, it's a southern band. I, I got to imagine that they've done some 
across, not touring together, but they've come across each other or heard about each other from touring in their their respective areas, yeah. Hmm. Um, They were great. They reminded me, like, a cross between, like, Kurt Cobain and... uh, The Rolling Stones? And the Rolling Stones, maybe, yeah, something like that. Well, you want to play... They had a great set. You want to play our... Um, live recording from from the Cage Elephant show. Yes.
on location just for you, the listener. I hope you appreciate it. There are people running everywhere. I had a soju cocktail. It was tasty. Yeah, I, what do you, I mean, okay, and let me also, at the beginning of this clip, we started from the, near the end of their closing song, where he delivered his lyrics from um, Crowd Surfing. Right. I feel like the fans had the most fun at that show. What do you think? Have you seen anybody I, else having a better ask, time than that? Um, I, don't, I don't know yet. I know I already asked you, but you didn't answer me. I, I, I think they're not a stone yet, so they uh, still have some energy to move around. That's what I'll say. <laughs> All right. So as I was saying there, um, they just, uh, it was too early for them to be stoned enough so they could still move their bodies at a good show. The crowd? Yeah. Huh. So, like, in other words, um, California, when they passed the law saying that basically everyone could have pot on themselves at all times and all places. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be only at least, in yeah, private? I think the implementation of the law meant... You know what? We're just gonna drug all of our citizens who might otherwise be making trouble. Yeah, I don't want to get too much on a tangent about the marijuana, but I mean, it is really something else. Um, people are just out in the open. From I, I don't. I feel like we've said this a hundred times. I don't know if we've just been talking about it personally or if we've actually recorded it. But young to old, um, rich to poor, everybody is getting high as shit in California, mm-hmm. nonstop. Loading their glass pipes out in the open, rolling their joints out in the right open. Right next to their kid in the stroller. I mean, it's really <laughs> something else. Yeah, everyone's stoned and respecting other people's areas and um, basically being a complacent society. So, good job. Yeah. Anyways, back to Cage Elephant. There's one of the few shows where the crowd really got into it uh, instead of just standing there. Um, frozen. Really got into it. Doesn't doesn't hurt that he's going to do some, a lot of crowd surfing. Not he never once asked the crowd to sing with him. I yeah. mean, you can't really do that when you're a brand new band, even though your song is on the radio. But just participating and loving the crowd back. Yeah, yeah. He had some interesting charisma. I really dug watching them. Mm-hmm. I think they um, they will do some big things in the future. Yeah, he's a force to be reckoned with. I hope that he um, actually has his head together because sometimes when you see people on the stage, they just looked, they just look drugged out of their minds. Mm. The lead singer of Shine Down, for instance, he just looks like a fucking basket case. I think he might be off drugs, but neither here nor there. Sometimes you just worry about some front men, yeah, because they just look like they're off their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he knows what he's doing, cause he, cause he could really be huge. Yeah, he could do a lot of things in this industry. Yeah. So I mistakenly thought that we were heading over to the Lands End stage after this, because I think I was still had it in my head that we're going to try to catch Robert Randolph. But instead, we stayed in caught atmosphere, which we played when we opened up this podcast. Well, we saw the morning. Didn't we see the morning benders? Oh yeah, we know we took a little peek at the morning benders. You're little right. peek, yeah, just a little peek. Um, I like them enough that I, I, when I get back, uh, home, I definitely want to try to find that album and get a listen to it. Cause I really like the sound of them. So maybe you'll hear something about them soon from us. They're cute little, like, um, Beatles in the early stage. Of they did Beatles. have that Beatles haircut. Didn't yeah. They? And someone who tweeted about them were like, and the oldest member looks like he's 11. They, yeah. They're, yeah, they're young Asian boys. Well, once again, that was the uh, Panhandle Solar Stage. We mentioned that in day two, mm-hmm. where the stage seems to be run by solar power. Really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then we saw a little bit of that, and I think we bought the indie coloring book. Yes, we did. Which, if um, if we figure out how, we want to try to give it away to our listeners. We're going to give away an indie coloring book. Where it the really proceeds is. go to the Yellowbird Project, which funds and supports indie music. Well, we already donated, obviously, since we bought the comic, but we didn't get it right, for free. Right, so, so you understand that this comic book is something special, and it's something you may want to win. 
it's tough to give it up because it's and very cool. And we will figure out what kind of cartwheels you need to do in order to to win this. Flip flacks. <laughs> They're called flip flacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. We'll we'll explain to you what flip flacks are later. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, so then we saw atmosphere. And we kind of hung back and just relaxed a little bit for this one. I think we ate curry during that time. Oh, the freaking chicken curry at this place. Yeah, we've got to figure out this mango sauce with garbanzo beans because it is, it might, it couldn't. As like a Sunday, you know how every day you have breakfast and then on Sunday sometimes you have a very special breakfast? Yes. If you could have full every day for breakfast... This would be your Sunday special breakfast. Yeah. yeah. With naan and garbanzo beans and this mango sauce, which you wouldn't ever think is a mango sauce. Right? It's very, yeah. It was not. It's just rich. It's just rich. Delicious, oily, and greasy. It was goddamn tasty. You had it um, Saturday, Saturday night, night, and mm-hmm. I had to have a full meal of we it each Sunday. <laughs> so good. So we ate that, listened to Atmosphere. Um, I had mentioned to you, uh, this is the closest you're going to be to Beastie Boys. They even played a little, um, samples. Yeah, let's uh, see. They played, um, slow, slow and Low. Slow and Low. They, they played a little snippet of Sabotage, and they played a little snippet of um, Intergalactic, which really were, they were just hints. They weren't even snippets. Yeah. They were just kind of homages. And like I songs. said, I, I think, obviously, that one of their major influences must be the Beastie Boys. Um, you didn't really dig them as much as the BC Boys, but and I think until we were about four tracks in, yeah, um, I just thought, oh, great, it's more hip hop rap. Okay. You should give them another listen. Uh, yeah, when no, get... when it, as it got on, I started to get it a little more. And then after that, mm-hmm. um, we went to where? Well, after that was time to get in place for Modest Mouse, oh. which was a heartbreaker because we had to leave this giant. Packed as just as packed as it was for Mastodon on Friday, mm-hmm. that Twin Peaks stage was getting packed for we don't know atmosphere, dead weather, um, ween. I don't know, but that area of Twin Peaks was packed and dead weather was coming up after atmosphere. We were leaving all that to go over to get a spot for Modest Mouse. And you may remember initially that I wanted to see dead weather. I did too. And you and my brother did enough of a job on me that I was like, okay, I want to see Modest Mouse. And I have no regrets. Modest yeah, you Mouse. were blown away by Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse was amazing. Did they move into the number one spot um, at that point? Uh, yeah, I guess they must have. So it was number one, Modest Mouse, number two, Built to Spill, yes. number three, TV on the radio? Yes. I feel like those are all my bands. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Although I was listening to Built to Spill way before you ever had. So if you want to take credit for Built to Spill, that's fine. I don't know that I'll take credit, but okay. Um, what did your brother say about Modest Mouse? He said he had seen them and they were great and, and I shouldn't have missed them. Um, I don't know if he's listened to Dead Weather, though. I mean, I have spent a considerable amount of time listening to that album. I love the White Stripes also. I mean, and I love the Rockin' Tours. Uh, um, uh, we obviously, don't know. I would love to see Jack Black live on the drums because I would like to see if he performs any antics back there. Who? I just said Jack Black, didn't I? Yeah. Jack White. Okay. Sorry. You really confused me. I've had like four cocktails at dinner, so. Where do we eat just now? We had a. Great little meal of just this and that and alcohol. At <laughs> First Crush. It was pretty good. It's yeah, very little, close to the oh. King George Hotel. If you're ever staying here, we recommend it. Um, so we didn't see the dead weather. I'm curious to find out how it went, if it was packed. I was, bet it was packed. Was the show awesome? But we saw Modest Mouse, and um, like I said, no regrets. It was a great show. And, um, and a good time over there. People went apeshit for Modest Mouse, as well they should. There's some serious fans who were... There's a lot of music and effort that goes into each Modest Mouse song. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, was amazing. How many instruments do you think they took? 
total have in total. Oh man, they had two of all of the eighty-four and a half albums that they've put out. They had two full drum sets, <laughs> and by full, I mean everything from cowbell to sleigh bell. I mean, they had in two of them. I mean, they had the accordion player, they had the guitar players, the piano, the um. I mean, it was just astonishing. All kinds of instruments you've never even heard of. Even when you're... Did you just kick me in the ass? No. Even when your third grade music teacher brought out all kinds of crazy hand instruments for you to play, you've still never heard of half of these instruments that Modest Mouse employs. They might have had a glockenspiel. (laughs) They had everything. What was that crazy thing that the one drummer had that looked like a tube to his mouth? Oh, I... What is that called? Um... Did I just catch you off guard? Yeah, I know what that is, though. Um, Snoop Dogg uses it on uh, one of his songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's fascinating. It just has that weird kind of sound to your vocoder. I think it was a vocoder. Well, yeah, Modest Mouse, good performance. Very cool stuff. People next to us going ape shit. Yeah. For Modest Mouse. So, and then after that, we... Went to see Band of Horses. Yeah. Now listen. We hadn't ever even gone over to this side of the festival. We recorded something about this. this Was that ba- part of the bad audio that we got? No. no. We could maybe play it here. I don't know if it's any good, though. We tried to do a little on-site session during the Modest Mouse um you know, forming time, but everyone around us was just yip-yapping so loud. Yeah. Um, actually, I think most of it was food-related. Do you want to get into a Modest Mouse um, song first before we go over to that? Did I go too fast over meadow? Modest Mouse? Was that, did no, I just, but you want to play a Did Modest I not pay them the respect they were due? <laughs> just that we have so many recordings. You know, we had the discussion about... We tried to record it, but it was a little too loud. We had the discussion about... Um, does Modest Mouse deserve the main Earn stage? the main stage. Yeah, we had that conversation. Why don't we play a Modest Mouse song? We can come back and talk about that. Okay. Okay.
So first of all, I want to apologize a little bit for the quality of these podcasts. We've been doing them off my MacBook in a shithole, not shithole, in a tiny, in a tiny hotel room. <laughs> um, so we apologize for the, we're not in our studio, so we don't have the quality. And, and that little Canon Elf uh, camera, it picks up some good audio. It doesn't maybe necessarily translate well to the podcast, but overall, I think it picks up some good audio. Yeah, so. I think it actually does good live. I was more talking about us talking into this laptop, actually. Yeah, well, what are you um, do? But anyways, we do it for you, not for us. <laughs> um, so That was a good song, good choice. It is a great song, and, you know, maybe... It's silly to talk about this after listening to that song. Whoa, take it easy, buddy. Um, I really felt like, and I think I'm wrong, but I felt at the moment before we had seen Modest Mouse that is Dead Weather going to have a bigger crowd than Modest Mouse will? Yeah, and you kind of asked me, like, how big do you think the crowds are? Well, if you think the crowd's going to be so big for Dead well, Weather. Well, said, you said you thought the crowd would be bigger for Dead Weather. I wondered. And then I said, why not put them on the main stage? Yeah. Well, and I was pointing out that I believe that Modest Mouse earned the main stage. You can't just be a sudden super group, you know, fresh out of the basket. I realize that you've all been performing for a lot of years, but you're a fresh group. Um, Am I a performed on the main stage? All right, well, don't try to use my argument against me. I'm sorry. I let's thought not, that's what I was here to let's do. Let's not do that with a drunk person. Okay. <laughs> um, We're just talking about Dead Weather and Modest Mouse, and Modest Mouse earns the main stage, period. End of day, end of story, all day long. Okay. Um, I hope he did the right thing. Uh, Modest Mouse is great, but I do, I do, I did want to see Dead Weather. But one of the points that you made is that Dead Weather will be touring all over the place. We'll see Dead Weather no, again. I had it the other way around, actually. You said I Modest said, Mouse will be touring. Yeah, because Modest, Modest Mouse has been together for a long time, and they'll be together for a long time. Dead Weather might go back to becoming White Stripes, and I'll never see Dead Weather. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Right. Modest so. Mouse was a good show. It was. So, after that... And, in fact, I think that this morning or last night I said, like, uh, what's his name, Jack Russell? What's his name? <laughs> the dude from the Raconteur is Russell something. <laughs> anyway, he could be playing guitar on his head, and we would have seen a better show at Modest Mouse. That might be right. I don't know. Um, that'd be impressive for a dog, but... What's the guy's name from Tours who's in Dead Weather? I don't know. Okay. So, all right. Our plan was, now we're at the main stage, um, Land's End. We're going to see MIA after uh, Modest Mouse. We had talked about it. You yeah. were even more excited to see MIA after seeing um, Street uh, Sweeper Social yes. Club do a cover of Paper Planes. Got me, got me excited, yes. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, so we're going to stay here or whatever. And then we realized, you know what, though? The little gully where there's two stages, Sutro and um, 
Presidio. Presidio. We haven't been down there at all. And that's what got us to go see yeah, the horses. Yeah, kinda. It may have been food. And listen, the entrance to that, that part of the park was awesome. The the evening fog had set in. It was the coldest it had been all weekend. And it became this very surreal... Like I expected a little um, forest gnome to come running out. He grew up in Las Vegas, so he's very forest versional. Um, <laughs> so we walk into this area. There's also new food. That was another reason we wanted to see what the dance was. Yeah, I had figured out this program that they give us at Outside Lands where it explained the Taste of the Bay Area, Bay Area is not just one section. It's the Taste of the Bay Area are all our food vendors, and here's how they're spread out throughout the park, which really, really kudos. I can't even give enough um, reviews. I'm sure there are blog posts all over the interwebs talking about food reviews for Outside Lands. So let me just great. say that we noticed people wearing I Love Spicy Pie t-shirts. Yeah, lots And you of them. said, I love Spicy Pie too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Who doesn't love Spicy Pie? And um, when I saw that that was one of the vendors down in that gully, um, Lindley Field is what it's called, I said, well, all right, let's Lindley go see. Meadow. Yeah, whatever. Let's go see Band of Horses. So we went down there, had some spicy pie. And some cookie pie. I think we recorded a little we did. video about that, but that was just food related. Yeah, it was just food related. Maybe we kept that off of the work. Uh, it was our personal files that we were putting that in. <laughs> okay, so um, went down and saw Band of Horses. Band of Horses, the Sutro stage, set up really well. Stage set up at the bottom of a slight slope. Yes, like a bowl. A great little amphitheater, not really an amphitheater, but a really nice setup. We 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 caught the the ass end of Lucinda Williams, who I'm gonna check out when I get home. Also, that sounded really sounded people really were good. really excited about Lucinda Williams. There's a lot of people there, but completely she was emptied out after completely Lucinda emptied Williams. out. And we thought, I really like. I'm like, oh, nobody's coming to see Band of Horses. They did not stop coming until we finally was like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we were concerned about seeing Band of Horses, which went until 7.40, and Tenacious D was starting at 7.50, and I was like, now the entrance to this Lindley Meadow it's narrow. is a narrow little passage through the woods. Where the gnomes come Very out. woodsy. I was like, this is like nature. <laughs> right, and she's, she's the one that said, I'm, uh, what did you say, forest... What? You are forest virginal. I'm sorry, but I, you, you don't even understand how many forts... And other types of hideouts and mischief I've gotten into in forests in my lifetime. Who did you... I don't want to ask that question. <laughs> uh, you know when you're 11 you and like your... something says do not puncture or incinerate? Oh, and you're boy. like, and you did all why? Let's see why. <laughs> Let's puncture and incinerate this. You didn't get punctured out in the forest, did you? So what did you think of Band of Horses? I uh, I liked them. Um, you know what though? But I don't listen. I didn't want to see them. I don't much care for the. I didn't much care for those albums too much. Um, but that whole scene with the with the the way the stage is set up, the mist coming in, um, just the enormous amount of people filling and filling and filling. It created this really cool vibe, and um, I, I got to, I got really into it. And right around the time where you're like, I think we should go, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was just getting settled in and uh, really enjoying it. But uh, since you've been doing so well with the scheduling and the figuring shit out, I just was following your lead, and we left. And uh, although I'm not terribly sad that we missed the end of Banner Horses, I could have definitely stayed. Uh, it was a nice setting, but the, the the performance was shit. It wasn't that it was shit. It was just that it was nothing. We, they could have been playing a boombox up front. I would have gladly seen Dave Matthews is in that because, setting. Is it because there was no real energy on stage? From the There was performance? no energy But the music was stage. good, though, right? I mean, their music already is halfway decent. Put in a CD. Yeah, that's funny, because you were so into seeing them, and you turned completely around. Um, sorry. And I've come around. They don't. They I'm don't produce a, a good live show. Huh. They have okay. good music. I like their music. They don't produce a good live show. It's um, not. It's nothing new that we've experienced. You know what I mean? I um. I think you just don't like cowboy hats. 
<laughs> so we move on out of um, Lin Lee to make our way over to the headliner, D. Tenacious D. Yet again, spotting really old people. It's one thing to see old hippies. Okay, I get that. Old people with like glasses of wine in their hands and white clothing. And some cheese. And whatever, raising their hands and singing along or enjoying the Tenacious D song where he drops F-bombs and talks about butt cracks. And but I don't these know are the else. same people that are getting stoned off their minds. California is filled with crazy people. San Francisco is one chill place, I will tell you that. But you did not, I a little bit was conscious about it, but no one appeared to feel out of place. Las Vegas is a place full of areas where people can feel out of place. Is this true or not? Yes. L.A. is a place where people can feel out of place. New York is a place where people San can... San Francisco is very accommodating, aren't they? Yes. Yes. They accept all. Do you want to move here? Yes. I kind of do. Do you want to move here so that we can go to shows until we die and no one will ever be like, hey, look at the old dude? That would be good. We probably get more street cred from being a, a musical podcast we out are of San Francisco. So, like, there are plenty of young people at these shows. Yeah. We are so. I mean, there were grandparents mm -hmm. and parents. Yeah, I saw three generations in one group. Or four. I mean, no, seriously. You're, now you're being ridiculous. But there's a lot of. Just. A lot of the shows that we go to in Las Vegas, we will be on the the later end of the spectrum of ages in yeah. the show. Yeah. Well we were so in the middle younger we were about, section. We were in the at Outside Land. We were in the major um market of that festival, it seemed like that's true, probably. Um, People, yeah. Yeah. Uh when we're in Vegas we for some reason end up in emo shows and ska shows where we're very likely one of the top ten oldest people there. Maybe we should move to San Francisco. Let's talk about it. But let's talk about the D first. Um, they uh, they employed a stunt double. <laughs> they um, they have skits. They have they skits. Have skits that's which part. which really that's I, part of their show. I didn't like, but it was funny. That's their show, though. But that's that's their show. show. Now I know. But also, here's my thing. Previously, when we got the Tenacious D announcement, and I said, look, what better way to close a celebration of music than with a celebration of music? And God damn it, is Tenacious D, or are they not, in each of their songs, just celebrating rock and celebrating metal and just explaining yeah. how very fucking yeah. important rocking out is to your soul? I mean, that's their whole deal. I mean, metal came out. Metal itself. Metal itself came out. They battled metal so that they could slay it. And then they ended up becoming friends with metal because we're all fans of metal. Tenacious D is a celebration of music I don't, I don't, all day long. So um, Jack Black turned 40 years old on uh, Saturday, the day before uh, his performance at Outside Lands. And he mentioned that he was fucking 40 years old. But maybe an exact quote. But that he was in the best shape of his life. He began doing push-ups. He did some really bomb-ass push-ups. Yeah, with the claps. Well, besides the claps, his body was a very straight, yeah. nice boy. Even though he had that gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he did flick flacks, which are just a lot of tumbles and somersaults and cartwheels. Yeah, it's basically like a... Um, uh, a, uh, a pass. It's called a pass in gymnastics. So you do a running um, round off um, backhand spring, backhand spring, whatnot. And he called it flick flacks, which I, it kind of is. Um, we call it whip backs in gymnastics. Whip backs? Yeah. Whip backs? Whip Very racist. Backs. Very racist. Um, D played, you know what? Unfortunately, we left early because we were really nervous about getting we had, listen, squished on the buses. But they yeah. played Kickapoo. They played, um, I already forgot. Um, they played The Pick of Destiny. They played Cock with the Band. Cock with the Band, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, there's a skit. Kyle actually did quit at yeah. the show. I don't know if that's part of the skit, though. 
<laughs> you don't know? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, there was a part where um, somehow Jack Black didn't even need a microphone. That was very impressive. I don't know how they did that. I his, Because his voice is so fucking impressive. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, it was it was good times. Anyways, um, we did leave a little early. I didn't get to catch Tribute, although I think it was coming up. But we really wanted to try to catch a bus instead of having to deal... Uh, with the drama uh, getting out you of You know, there. which obviously a lot of other people were thinking of, but leave Tenacious but we got- early so I can get on a bus. And I was, here's here's how I was during the show. I was like, I really feel like if we just walk out with the masses, they're going to stick us on a bus because that's their whole, like, that's their job. The right. whole transit authority was out there and their job was to get these people out of here. So I was thinking maybe we should just stick it out. But I was nervous. Yeah. Oh, it's nervous. Anyway, so we missed the full rock opera that is Tenacious D, but we did catch a taste, and I'm happy about it. KG was great. Um, <laughs> and uh, Did you see the whole Jack Black was, sweatpants? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, it was good times. I'm glad that we got to see as much as we did anyway. I mean, it was it was cold, too, and we were tired. I think we knew though going in that um, we it was going to be cold that day, and we just brought as best as we could what we had. But we took a break from seeing bands. We went over to catch Rose and Coven. We forgot to mention that. Sorry, I jumped ahead somehow. Or did yeah. you jump ahead? I don't know. It uh, we matter. saw we saw we saw Rose and Coven before uh, Modest Mouse. Just we like a half of a song. While we're bought, I had to buy you a sweatshirt, <laughs> uh, so you could get through because it was so cold. Oh, you're about to list off, except forget that all you bought was such. A, I wanted a scarf and mittens and shit. And I said no. I ended up using my sweater for a scarf. I mean, I could have bought you seven sweatshirts like and you would have used them. I was like a crazy Russian woman. It was. You looked silly. Um. We did see Rose and Coven. Uh, interesting looking band. Uh, didn't sound bad, but... Each had a talent on their respective um, instrument, be it voice, bass, uh, saxophone, whatever. But probably just not our thing. But a bunch of lunatics. Yeah. But they were on the Barbary stage. They were there every day. That was, was the whole thing. That was the, that was the separate sort of vaudeville, fetish, crazy people... Uh, accommodation area. Let's not forget the most important thing. It was warm in there. Well, I thought it might be warm in there. I was like, let's just go in here for a minute. We stopped in a lot of tents. To it wasn't stay warm. that warm. We it was all right. It was warmer in the Guitar Hero tent. Yeah, it was. We never ended up going into the oxygen. Mm. We never got the our oxygen. Intel. I could use some right now. Spot. Why am I too close to your face? Yeah, you're sucking out all my oxygen. <laughs> um. Anyways, so it was a good time. Right, I mean, successful festival. Did, did the did the people who run outside lands make money this year? Oh, I think they made a shit ton of money. Almost everyone working at the festival was a volunteer. First of all, all the people that 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 sneaked in. You don't think that hurt them? <laughs> no. <laughs> did we see somebody running from the security? Yeah, people snuck in. Um, I didn't see it rampantly, but I bet it was occurring rampantly. Um, all it did is gave security something to run after. Look. Let me explain something to you, San Francisco security. If you were working security at a Las Vegas outdoor festival, you would be breaking up fights, um, keeping girls from being molested, uh, watching, you know, like having to try to be the DEA. Like that's your job as security in Las Vegas. In San Francisco, your job in, uh, as a security guard in uh, at a festival like this is... To make sure you recycle properly? <laughs> that, Essentially? Yes. That, and just make sure people are happy and safe. And that's yeah. it. And, like, even on their program, they print, we have very few rules. But yeah. there are important rules. Yeah. Don't fucking litter. And treat other people with respect. And as you're coming here to the park, treat, treat the surrounding neighborhoods with respect. Yeah. It's like... Um, it's so lax and like chill there. I don't remember seeing anything like get out of hand. Well, you know, Woodstock ended up becoming a free festival because they decided not to put, either they decided not to, or it just was a failure. The fences never came up 
Um, and I kind of feel like they should have just let it be. Well, in 1969, how many outdoor gatherings have they really had experience in having to know, like, we need to assign 100 detail to this? It's actually, I mean, it's a great question because it was a huge uh, festival with its failures and successes. There's that new Woodstock movie. You think it's more of just a comedy and not... I was hoping it's more of a little bit of documentary. I haven't spent any time looking into it, We'll have to look into that. We should probably check it out. Anyways, Outside Lands... What? Best show of the weekend. Best show of the weekend? Haven't I said it three times now? Built a spell. Oh, I thought you said Modest Mouse moved in at number one. Did I say that? I think I caught you saying that, but you still believe it's built a spell. It's so tough. Can I not have two that I think were the best? What was your best um, time? What? How did you... What was your most enjoyable moment of the weekend? Man, there was a lot of good moments. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say, I don't think Belt- Built to Spill was the greatest performance, but the most surprising for me. I didn't expect oh, much. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Mars Volta, I was very nervous about. Very impressed, though, when I left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite time... The sleeping. <laughs> I was tired, man. That was a lot of work. Yeah, I don't think I ever woke up one time during the night after each festival. I mean, today's Monday. We're still in San Francisco just recuperating. We barely left the hotel room just only to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, But this is part of the gig. I think you have to have a day to relax. I don't know how people went to work today. That's for sure. <laughs> Crazy. Um, what about like... Uh, Saturday night we're riding home on the bus and I think everyone's just like just worn out from the day at the concert and they're just sort of focusing in on this these four um, young people from another land and we're hearing their their foreign voices and we're just zoning in on that do 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 and out of nowhere (sighs) okay has anyone ever read the book McTeague go read it because McTeague who by the way lived in San Francisco was on that bus. And do you know what he said in the middle of this poor uh, European girl's conversation? <laughs> what did he say? I'm on a fucking bus. <laughs> and this, there's like me, TLO, and this old guy just bust up laughing. And we can't stop for a good 10 minutes. Just nonstop busting gut. This bright, red-faced, red-haired dude. Oh man! And this poor, like, innocent girl next to him is like, "I'm on the fucking bus," and she stops mid sentence and, like, as if she was on stage, and someone just interrupted her. It was funny. Um, monologue, and <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Just silly, crazy stuff. So Anyways, the, the bus oh. provided a lot of entertainment. I think. Yeah. Um, when you could get a seat to, I got crushed on the bus on the way home, day three. We got fucking lucky to get on a bus after. I'm not complaining. Sunday night. But I took the pole in the chest three or four times very heavily. It was painful. And I told you to sit down and I'll sit on your I know, but I'm a gentleman. And I wanted to make sure that you were comfortable and happy. Well, in all caps, festival 2009, our first one. I don't think we're doing another one ever. Yeah, be, I don't know. Where you get into the work mode where you just want to record everything. Just like, I think, reality stars, once they're on a reality show, like nothing they ever do in their life again, they they don't feel like doing unless it's being recorded. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out. <laughs> Although, did we ever talk about the Coachella thing? The difference between Coachella and outside I just want to, I want someone to tell me who's been to both. Who's this actually year. been to both, not who has friends yeah. Coachella, who have 09. been to Coachella or who live nearby Coachella. I want to know, have you been to Coachella? 09. And did you go to Outside Lands 09? And I want you to tell me what was run better, what was the, the good parts of each one and the bad parts. Um, I would love to uh, to hear about it. You could even call uh, the phone number, which I don't have with us right now, but TLO will put it in the blog. And um, and leave a leave a message on on. I'd love to just play it because I wouldn't. It. I can't fathom that there's another festival that has better food. You can send an email if you want. Um, Coachella might have had better drugs. Nah, I think about. This. I think there. I think it probably had more affluent. Uh, now, Coachella's not in a in a beautiful park like that, probably right. 
It's out in just a big field. Flat. Isn't it at like a polo? It's a complex. polo field, but I don't think there's like big trees like that. Yeah, so it's not in the middle of a giant, like was really cool park, which we still need to go back to. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. We better get enough sleep tonight because we used to want to go to the zoo for plants. Zoo for plants. The Japanese is a tea garden. We're going to run out of battery on his laptop, TLO. Uh oh. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope that the quality was okay. Remember, this is an on the move recording, so. You got three bonus episodes in our second season. So I hope you love it because we did it just for you. I mean, we barely survived the finale of season one. So <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. We stuck with you. We love you. Bye. Say bye to them. Bye-bye. Bye.